This is Sirius FM on 105.7 broadcasting in the East Rand. Yes, at the time of the morning where we join our very own uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith on his segment called Quick Fire Q&A. Mufti Saab, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. And who can it make you for now? Ji Mufti, you're muted. Who can it make you for now? Mufti, Assalamu Alaikum. Ji wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi ta'ala wa Barakatuh. Technology, you know, so Jazakullah khairan. Uh, the final Friday of this uh, beautiful month of Shaban. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, grant us acceptance of all our deeds. Those people who fasted during this month, who gave charity during this month, and may Allah protect us from all calamities. Uh, Mufti Saab, your questions are flying in left, right and center. This one says, is a Muslim female who works at a brewery and boasts about drinking ice-cold beer still a Muslim? Hey, you get a lot of characters nowadays looking for fame, name, and uh, publicity. If a person believes that uh, drinking alcohol is uh, halal, you know, whilst knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is prohibited, then that person has exited Islam because that person believes in something that is haram, that person believes it's completely halal. But if that person consumes alcohol uh, and uh, doesn't believe that it is permissible and halal, but just drinks it out of uh, drinking and then that person will be considered a fasik, a fajir, a sinner. So there's a difference between the two, uh, you know, that, so in the, it all depends uh, upon the belief of the person. G. Mufti Saab, uh, please uh, comment on why a Jew can plant a tree in Medina, but Muslims can't even make dua at, Uru or at the Rosa, Mufti Saab. Exactly. You know, that we're not even allowed to go. Uh, we have to make appointments. We have to uh, download the app. Just to visit the Qabr of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And here you find that the, the, the tyrant Saudi government, that they are permitting uh, Jews to come and plant Medina. So this is all part of the nation, uh, international uh, plan of the Jewish order that uh, to reclaim Medina one day. Uh, these things doesn't happen coincidentally. You must remember there's uh, an agenda. They were there. They were expelled from Khaybar and they would love to reclaim Medina one day. So they're getting in this way by using interfaith in all these other Kufr ideologies and the Abrahamic Accord, etc., to foster relations uh, with the Muslims. So it's very, very sad, you know, that Muslims going for Umrah, going for Hajj, they are treated like criminals, while these uh, Khubatha and these vile people, uh, the, these people that practice apartheid and killing our Palestinian brothers and sisters, it wasn't any Jew, you know, it was the deputy chief, Rabbi, if I'm not mistaken, so he uh, was allowed to plant a tree in Medina. Uh, people should actually go and uproot the tree. That is what they're supposed to do, Ji. Mufti Saab, uh, should uh, we remain at home on the 20th of March or should we go to work? Strike day. Yeah. Shafat, I think you will be working, I will be working, and uh, the rest of the law-abiding citizens will be working. We should not allow the dilemma of Malema to confuse everyone here. You know that uh, we should work. Uh, we need to earn. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us that opportunity. Those who want to strike, uh, they have the right to strike according to the constitution, but in a peaceful manner, not threatening other people with that they will meet their maker, etc. Because all these antics, we don't entertain these things. I said it on Tuesday also, that uh, don't come and threaten us here, that keep yourself to your corner, you know, because we're not going to stand still. And uh, don't compare things to what happened in Durban last year, because uh, be rest assured that we will be coming for you. All your empty threats that you've made, if you harm or touch our people, our brothers, our sisters, we will not be lying down and uh, give the other cheek for you to slap us, that uh, we will come and we will deal with you uh, decisively, G.
Mufti Sahib, can females uh, use uh, contraceptive patches uh, during Ramadan? In Ramadan, Shafat, you know, that patch uh, contains uh, estrogen and other ingredients. So that is placed on the skin and then the chemicals is absorbed uh, from there. It goes into the skin and into the bloodstream, etc. Uh, and uh, so it will be permissible because it does not enter through any of the natural cavities, which is the mouth and the nose, etc. You know, so that's why the person using that in Ramadan uh, to delay her menses in order to fast, uh, it will be permissible for to use contraceptive patches. Yeah. Is it uh, permissible for Hafez uh, to charge a fee to lead uh, Tarawi? And how much uh, should be he should he be paid, uh, Mufti? Minimum uh, charges. <laughs> they are being paid top dollar. I believe some of them are being paid top dollar. It's haram for Hafez to stipulate a fee for reading Salat al-Tarawi. It is not permissible. You know, you should not even entertain that notion. A person coming and charging in uh, uh, it's different from teaching. The Quran, leading Salat al-Tarawih and charging a fee, that is haram, uh, that is not tolerated also, you know. Uh, but it does not stop the committee from using their own uh, intelligence in applying their brains and giving him a gift. So he can be gifted at the end of Ramadan. And, of course, uh, they can uh, pay for his traveling allowance uh, to and from the masjid, you know, because perhaps he stays a little bit far from there. So that they can do. But paying him a salary uh, for leading Salat al-Tarawih, that is not permissible, G. I have a uh, scheduled uh, CT scan in uh, Ramadan. Uh, will it invalidate my fast? If nothing enters the cavities again, you should remember, you know, that going for a CT scan, you're going under that machine. So if the doctors does not insert anything through your open natural cavities, the private parts, the mouth, uh, the nose, etc., uh, then uh, you can go for a CT scan. Your fast will remain intact. It will remain valid. If they've inserted anything, any moisture, etc., through, through any of your natural uh, uh, open cavities, etc., then your fast will be invalidated and you will have to repay in the day by making qadha of that particular fast. Is it permissible to discharge more than the actual zakah that is due, Murphy? You can, you know, and you can deduct it again from the following year. It's like paying zakat in advance. It is permissible to pay zakat in advance. Or you can either pay the exact amount of zakat, and if you have any other monies besides zakat money, you can give that as voluntary sadaqah, as, as a charity uh, that you can do also, you know, so you, you have a choice. Either you pay it in advance and deduct it, or you can uh, uh, do it, like I said now, by giving a charity to the poor people, G. I heard it is uh, not permissible to get married in uh, Ramadan. How true is uh, this? What you've heard is incorrect, Shafat. It is permissible to get married in Ramadan. It is permissible to get married any time of the year. Yes, you should remember that if you get married in the month of Ramadan, you know, you might jeopardize your your fasting, etc., because you're getting married. So uh, all the activities should be reserved for after Maghrib and not uh, the, during the day, you know. So be careful and cautious of that people that uh, you don't know if you're going to be alive for the next Ramadan. So make every second of this Ramadan, make it count, you know, make it productive so that uh, when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with you. Mufti Saba, when will the Islamic Caliphate return? Look at the state of the Ummah. The Ummah needs to be united, Shafat. The Ummah needs to go back through the annals of history. They need to study uh, the Khilafat, how it was dismantled by the British, how the British brought the Saudis in and kicked out the Ottoman, the Osmani Empire, you know, Abdul Hamid uh, Atani, uh, who was the last Khalifa of this Ummah, 
about 100 or so years ago. So right now people are waiting for the Khilafah to return. Uh, I can't say for a certainty, but uh, most definitely what I do know is that the Khilafah will be there when Imam Mahdi, salam, when uh, he will be coming. But the Ummah is in need of a Khilafah. It is in need of uh, a Khalifa that will guide the Ummah uh, through these uh, difficult times that we are experiencing now. So wherever it will come from and how it will be established, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, alone knows, you know, but we need to support the notion that we need to be uh, unified under the banner of Islam. And then, uh, of course, you know, get rid of all these uh, sellouts and actors and so-called Muslim leaders that they've been uh, selling us out by these uh, kuffar Western countries, G. Uh, Mufti Saba, why is Umrah in Ramadan so ridiculously expensive? It's very expensive, not ridiculous, uh, ridiculously expensive. Uh, hotels near to the Haram will charge you up to 10k per night. Uh, during the month of Ramadan, especially during the last few days. It is because of the virtue of performing uh, that uh, Ramadan uh, Umrah in the month of Ramadan. Now, because of that, uh, Shafat, uh, the, there's no shortage of space because there's sufficient hotels. It depends on where you want to stay and how close to the haram you want to stay. And the closer you move to the haram, the more expensive it becomes. You know? So that is if you're looking for luxury or if you have uh, some disability, then you need to stay there. However, there's cheap hotels down there. Just go there and uh, do what you have to do. Perform Salatul Taraweeh, make iftar, and uh, do your ibadah there. You're not there for a holiday, you know. You are there to be rejuvenated. And now the Arabs, they are capitalizing on this. Uh, and that's why they're pushing up the prices. They're controlling the prices. And if Umrah is so expensive, you can see and you saw already uh, what is the price of a, a, a local Hajj package as well. So complete the rip of their Muslims being ripped off, you know, being taken apart just because of the greed of these uh, uh, so-called operators, G. Uh, do uh, the deceased visit the living uh, during Ramadan? That is a concocted belief. Many Muslims believe. I've met people also. Uh, they believe that the deceased will come and visit uh, them in Ramadan. Some of them go to the extreme and they put a glass of water uh, there as well, Shafat. I've mentioned this before also in a lecture or so that, uh, you know, all these uh, uh, beliefs uh, we should get rid of. That is not part of the Aqidah of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, that we should rectify our Tawheed, our belief in the oneness of Allah. We should also rectify our Aqidah, anything else it has to do with our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The deceased, they are in the Adam of Barzakh. That is a different uh, world that they are in uh, there, you know, and for them uh, to come to our side, uh, that is not permitted for them. They will remain there, you know, in Ayom Yuba'athun, says the Quran, until the day of uh, resurrection. So there is no visiting uh, from the dead uh, to the living in, in uh, like how the people are believing right now. Allah save us from this type of belief. Gee. Absolutely, Mufti Saab. And uh, uh, this uh, question says, I have a prescription meds uh, that contain alcohol. Can I use it, Mufti? Alcohol, you should be careful when you are being, being prescribed. Uh, number one, if it is a Muslim doctor, and then uh, you should, uh, you know, you should find an alternative. As a Muslim doctor, you should find an alternative. If there is no alternative available, and uh, there is certainty uh, to an extent that uh, the particular prescribed medicine will expedite uh, the recovery uh, process and it will assist the patient, then the patient may use it. However, if there's other alternatives, non-alcoholic alternatives available, 
and then uh, the patient should rather opt for that. So that's why we should always ask, you know, ask the doctor. We ask so many questions. Ask him, the doctor, is there any prohibited ingredients in here? Because the doctor will normally tell you, yeah, so medicine purposes, medical purposes, you can use it. It doesn't work like that, you know. Islam is allowed uh, the, the prescription of certain medications, but Islam is also placed restrictions on that. And uh, many of these doctors, they are oblivious of the fact, and that's why they need to consult with ulama. And ulama will guide them, specialists will guide them in this field. It is not about taking cough syrup with uh, 6 or 8% uh, volume of alcohol in there that may lead to drowsiness when there's alcohol-free alternatives available. Example now. Mufti Saba, what is the penalty for vaping in Ahram? Vaping, smoking, everything uh, in Ahram, you know. You should remember the place where you are. That is uh, Baladullah Al-Haram, Makkah Al-Mukarramah, the sacred place. You should also remember that the two pieces of clothing that you are wearing, that is your actual kafan, and that is how you will be buried in one day. And that should give you some idea that where you are heading, you are heading to your final destination. You are heading to the un- unexplored frontier, which is the afterlife, you know. So if a person thinks of all of that and is constant, uh, constantly reminding himself that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ever watching, uh, then he'll be careful when it comes to smoking or vaping whilst being in a state of ihram, shafa'at. Uh, you see people walking around there, you know, smoking openly without, uh, uh, without any, uh, any, any, any fear and uh, doing as if uh, there's nothing wrong. So this is when people get attached to the place, then the holiness of the place, that starts uh, disappearing. So be careful and mindful that you don't want to go through all the difficulties and effort and then have your deeds being rejected by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It says here, As-salamu alaykum, Mufti Saab. Uh, it seems as if wealth is a cursor to the ummah. Look at MBS and uh, look at all the other Muslim countries that have uh, opulence. Uh, they are all uh, imploding from within. Uh, there's also uh, wealthy Muslims in our country and uh, all over. Look at what wealth has done. There is uh, the children are succumbing uh, to drug addiction. Uh, husband and wives don't speak to each other. Families are fighting each other for their wills and estate and going to court. And the divorce rate is so high. Please, uh, Mufti Saab, your comments. Yes, uh, Shafat, you know that one of the signs or one of the descriptions that Rasulullah gave in the hadith uh, for our current degeneration, why we are in the pitiful state that we are, is because of a word, a word called wahan. Rasulullah described this word wahan. Wahan will enter the hearts of the people. And then when the Sahaba inquired, what is wahan, O Messenger of Allah? He said, Hubbu dunya wa karahiyatul maut. When people start loving this world, when the love of this world is, is penetrated every vein, every cell in their body to such an extent that they will dislike meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will dislike dying. That's why they're taking left, left right, and center shafat. They can't even stand up. I've seen so many kufar writing out against this march now. Hardly you'll hear the Muslims uh, speaking out, save the Jamit ulama, and you know, they sent out one beautiful message. The rest of the ulama, the rest of the, 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 the people out here, they're telling us that to make zikr. Yes, all of that is in place. Other Muslims are saying to stockpile five, six months of, of food. See, everyone only worried about their stomach, about their opulence, and about their wealth, not worrying about defending Islam. That's why the divorce rate is up, the crime rate is up, the drug addiction is up. It is because of wealth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that when we Whenever we want to destroy a town, we command the affluent people for fasakufiyah, 
they will cause mischief in the lands, and then for then after that, punishment becomes wajib upon such a community, and we destroy it completely and utterly. So that is what wealth do. If wealth has to be redistributed, then uh, there will be no poverty. If wealth has to be generated and uh, spent in all the avenues necessary, paid to mal, etc., then poverty alleviation will be there, Shafat. Uh, but because we're hoarding this wealth, we don't want to share uh, with other people, and we're selective also who we give, you know, and uh, that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's anger is coming down upon us. So until and un- unless uh, we rectify the issue of wealth and wealth distribution and the balance of wealth, uh, until we rectify all those things, we won't come out of this pitiful, uh, shameful situation that we are in right now, G. Zakala for that. Uh, the love of this world is a source of misery, people. Misery. You'll be so miserable. You want more and more. Mufti, your parting words uh, this morning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy, Shafat. Don't fear no one. Don't fear no political party. Carry on with your life as normal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala husband Allah wa ni'wal wakil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sufficient for us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best to put your tawakkul in. Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to our Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Absolutely. Mashallah on his quick fire Q&A. Uh, to, to all of you that sent in questions, a big jazakallah khaira to you, you, you and you. Yusuf Asmar, top tech as usual. People, there'll be spiritual hour coming up. And I remember Mufti A.K. Hussain will be giving uh, the Jumma Kudba, the translation of the Jumma Kudba from the Holy Lands. Uh, from the team and I, till we meet you again, uh, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.